Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 15 of the pod. Oh, you guys get ready for this episode because if you are a woman, if you struggle with your health in any way, if you need some more sassiness in your life, oh my gosh, you are going to fall in love with this episode and with this woman who has become one of my closest friends in the past couple of months, you guys, just getting to know her. And I know she's going to be your new BFF too. But before we get in there, I am super excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by the Busy Babes Guide to Healthy Living ebook. Oh my gosh, you guys, it has been so fun seeing all of you guys starting to get your copies and get some serious, incredible takeaways and implementing my 45 minute meal prep system um, and, and sharing your meal plan printables and everything with me. It is so, so, so fun to watch you guys. So for those of you who do not know what the Busy Babes Guide to Healthy Living is, um, it's an ebook that I created that has really, really, really changed the game for me. I am all about giving you guys as best, like the best possible tools to be able to really, really rise up in your own life. And I know that health and fitness and wellness can be so overwhelming. And we're constantly inundated with so many like fad diets and all do this, do that, don't do this. And I just found myself getting so frustrated and I just wanted there to be an easy to follow, simple, budget-friendly and great for busy women um, system that I could follow that also incorporated self-care that also helped me kind of not just have tools, but also understand why I want them and really get clear on where I want to go in my life. And so I started doing the work on my own. I found things, bits and pieces of things that I, 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 I figured out and, and found systems that I, I tweaked in the past couple of years. And I've put it all together in this incredible 40 page book for you guys. And it literally has all all of that and so much more. Um, and it's really what I use on a daily basis. It, this is what I practice every single day, every single week, every single month so that I can really set myself up for success. And it's how I've really, really been able to heal my binge eating and and heal my my struggle with orthorexia and have a system because I am so type A. So if you're a type A person, this will really, 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 really support you. But if you're also really looking for that feminine energy and really trying to get clear on what you want and where you want to be in life, on not just your, your health and wellness, but all fronts, um, there is an entire section that is going to really resonate with you as well. So hop on over to my website, amandacatherineloy.com slash shop forward slash busy babe. And you can pick up your copy there. Link is also in the show notes. All right, you guys, Woo! we're going to get to today's episode real fast. Um, but I wanted to let you guys know a lot of you have been asking about where I'm at with my hormones. And today, today's episode is all about healing your hormones. And so I kind of wanted to share, I officially have gone off the pill. You guys, I have been for the past three weeks now, um, transitioned from the pill to the copper IUD. And I've had a lot of you guys asking questions as to why I did that. Um, and I'm happy to do a separate episode or part of a Q and a later on, but I did write a blog post that is on my website right now. Um, so go check it out. If you're interested, if you're 
you're thinking about going off the pill, if you're struggling with your hormones yourself, um, if you are thinking about, you know, doing the copper IUD or you want to know why I even went about this in the first place, head on over there. All of the dates are there. You can definitely check it out. The link again will be in the show notes as well. And I wanted to shout out an amazing listener who has been sending me so many good vibes all week long. And she is a newer listener, um, and she shouted out the podcast um, on her Instagram and said, literally, my new favorite podcast. And it was in reference to last week's episode, how to go from where you are to where you want to be. And this is Miss Jordan Lee on Instagram. Um, so go give her some love. Um, and you guys, I've had so much response from last week's episode, and I'm so glad to hear that it has really, really given you some clarity and and shifted some things in your life. If you haven't listened the episode yet, make sure you go back. It's only 30, 30 minutes long. It's super quick. I wanted to make it so you could listen to it in the car or, or when you're winding down from work or whatever. Um, but do the work, you guys. Really take those actions because those of you who have been rocking that out in the, in, in the past week have had so many incredible shifts and clarity moments. And it's been really, really, really amazing for, for me to hear all about them. So thank you for sharing. And thank you for shouting out the pod, Jordan. All right, you guys, let's get down to the nitty gritty. So today I am so excited to introduce to you the amazing Jess from Holy Healed. Holy Healed, W-H-O-L-L-Y is how she spells it. And you can check her out on her website or on her Instagram at the same note. And she is a certified eating psychology coach and she specializes in functional endocrinology and mind-body nutrition. And for those of you who do not know what those fancy ass words mean, because I sure know. I didn't know what the endocrine system was until I really started getting into nutrition and, and women's body. Um, but it's your hormone. It's every it's every gland in your body, every organ in your body that has to do with producing hormones, um, and specifically uh, the female body. And so she works with women and she empowers women in their quest to wholeness through healing solutions rooted in integrative care. You'll often find her lifting heavy things in the gym. She's super all about being strong, you guys. Another reason why I love her. Um, trying to pet strangers' dogs or writing some sass-filled hashtag hormone hacks or hashtag taboo Tuesdays on Instagram. She is passionate about helping women heal their hormones, break free of restrictive dieting, and feel at home in their bodies, which you guys know I'm all about, but this specific topic, um, the healing your hormones aspect of it, um, is something that is really new to me. Um, it's something that I've known about, but it's really not something that I've been putting into practice until recently. And it's been really, really, really fucking cool. And I know that a lot of you guys are struggling um, in, in with your health, and and a lot of it is linked can often be linked to our hormones without even knowing it. And Jess, what I love about her, and I told her she has to, at the end of this, I said you have to make a T-shirt that's like science meets sass because she really, really does share the scientific knowledge bases so that you, there's an understanding there, but she does it in a way that's so approachable. So I felt like I was leaving this episode really, really with so much knowledge in my back pocket of how to really support myself from the inside out. But also just like feeling like I just talked to a best friend and she's so funny. She's so exciting. Um, and she has so much knowledge to share and I cannot wait for you guys 
to to get all of this in your back pocket. So I'm going to, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to her, share with you guys this episode. But like I said, we talk about anything from going from yo-yo dieting to whole, holistic living and just really healthy living from the inside out. Um, she talks about hypothyroidism, how one in three women actually have it, you guys. So you're, you could be walking around you know, with adrenal fatigue, hypothyroidism, if, if this is something that if you have some of these symptoms that she talks about, I would really, really recommend checking checking out your your blood work and going to talk to your doctor, which we talk about as well. Um, best foods to eat to help he- heal your hormones and heal your gut and so many more things. So without further ado, here's Jess. Here we go. Hey, Jess. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so stoked. You guys, Jess and I have been like Instagram BFFs <laughs> for like the past, I don't even know like how I found you, but the past few months and she is just like a constant source of light. Like I never th- thought I would meet another person who likes the word fuck as much as me and this girl does. That word. <laughs> My favorite word, yes. And also, like, you know, you know I'm all about real real talk on here and, like, facing your quarter-life crisis BS, and she is the epitome of being real and just, like, sharing the shit that nobody wants to talk about, especially when it comes to our health, and I can't wait to dive into so much about what she is is doing in the world and what she works with her, with her clients, and honestly, a lot of this stuff is stuff that... I am personally also starting to navigate in my own world and like figure out how that works with within what I do as a, as a coach as well. So I'm so excited to learn from you, girl, and just like share your knowledge bombs and your taboo oh, yes. shit um, with everyone. So, but before we do, um, for those of you who guys do not know Jess, aka Holy Healed on Instagram, so go check her out. Um, kind of tell tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are, and I know you've had a lot of health crazy journeys that have led you to to becoming a coach and one to pay this forward. So kind of share a little about yeah. you. Okay. Well, the long story short of it is I grew up like most women being really unhappy with what my body looked like at a very young age. And that started a diet culture, a lot of restriction, a lot of insecurity, but then that kind of um, spiraled into an eating disorder. And so when I was recovering from my eating disorder, I had a lot of physical shit that was going on. My thyroid was in the tank. My hormones were completely imbalanced. And when I was in treatment, And when I was, you know, in therapy, everyone was talking about my emotions and my mental health and that was awesome. But we weren't talking about the fact that my body was now a shit show Mm -hmm. from all the restriction, from all the over-exercising, from all of the, like, there's just a chronic stress of hating your body that Mm -hmm. physically takes a toll on you. And so I was a mess. And so I just, you know, I was looking for a space that taught women's health in a very holistic way that taught body and mind and spirit. And I wasn't really finding a lot of them. Um, and the ones I found were kind of just dripping in this diet culture nonsense that I wanted to get away of. I wanted to get into freedom and I wanted us to explore women's health in a very scientific and self-love based kind of way. You know, right. I didn't want to look at fitness posters that were shameful. I wanted them to be encouraging, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what, this is bullshit. So then I just started my own business after obviously going to school and getting certified. I'm not just out here, you know, saying what the fuck I want. I did get certified after I went to school, you know, I was in school for psychology. And then after I got certified as an eating psychology coach, and then I worked under functional endocrinologist to get specializing into women's hormones specifically. And then starting Holy Healed really was just a natural progression of that. It was I think that women should have a place to learn how to be well holistically, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that needs to include having conversations about things that 
women don't have conversations about either because we're shameful or embarrassed or we've been taught that that's not ladylike to have conversations like about those things, which I just think is an absolute joke. Anyway, I agree. I agree. (laughs) Exactly. So that's what Holy Healed is. And so I see clients one-on-one and I'm, I'm on Instagram and, you know, I, I consider myself an educator. So I seek to educate, empower, and then help women execute. So that's kind of whole healed in a nutshell. And there's a lot of sass in case you haven't. All the sass. Yeah. And and I'm sure we'll get into more of that. No, I'm so curious though, because I know that like a big part of your own personal journey has to deal with healing your thyroid. And I know that this is something that is really prevalent and most women don't even know that they have thyroid issues and healing that from like from a hormonal perspective is such a big part of your business and what you practice and preach and share about so can you share a little bit more about your journey with like your thyroidism and and how you even found out that was a part of your journey and what even the fuck that is (laughs) yeah okay so this is a great okay so real quick your thyroid is a gland that sits you know around your throat and you can kind of feel it if you, I'm, you guys can't see me, but I'm showing Amanda where it is. Yeah. She's and checking herself out. I love it. <laughs> exactly. It's very, very small, but it has crazy, crazy power in the body. It's in charge of your metabolism. It kind of is like the furnace of your entire body. So when you experience hypothyroidism, which is hypo means slow. So your thyroid is slower or hyper means it's overactive. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have hypothyroidism, which is very, 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 very prevalent, it's estimated that about one in three women have hypothyroidism um, like symptoms or even diagnosed hypothyroidism. And most of them have no idea that they're walking around this wow. issue. Yeah. Cause it's very often misdiagnosed or yeah. women just, you know, it's very common to have after pregnancy. So if they go into the doctor mm-hmm. and they say, I'm tired and my hair's falling out and I'm you know, anxious. They're like, well, you're a new mom, you know, and then they, they don't get tested. And so then they get turned away. So there's a lot of things that go into why it's so prevalent and why it's missed. But basically, um, I started experiencing symptoms like my hair was falling out. Um, I was putting on, I was putting on weight without a change in really anything like diet or exercise. And as a matter of fact, my, my hunger was suppressed because I was so stressed, but I was putting on weight. Um, I was cold a lot. My hands and feet were very cold. I had very dry, dry skin. Um, I was experiencing a lot more prevalence of breakouts. Um, my anxiety was through the roof. Mm. It felt like it was controlling my life and I had always struggled with anxiety, but it was much worse much, yeah, much worse. My sleep was kind of wrecked, but I was exhausted all the time. And I felt like I could sleep for hours and would not feel Mm. rested. I was just exhausted. And then I was experiencing symptoms of depression. So in general, you just feel like down is the best way I can kind of experience it. I have an entire list of symptoms on, I just wrote a blog post about it, but the most common are hair loss, the weight gain, the fatigue, cold hands and feet, constipation. That's a big one as well. Things like that. So I went in and I told my doctor and they didn't really say, they were like, well, you know, you've recovered from an eating disorder. So maybe it's just your body getting back into balance. And I said, no, well, you know, I've been recovered for a couple of years and, and I'm still really struggling. So then I went in and as I was learning about all of these things, I was like, you know what, listen, I need a test. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. look at me. I need this and this and this tested. I don't just want my TSH. I want my entire thyroid cascade. I had to really be my own advocate, which yeah. is what I tell women to do, especially when it comes to thyroidism. So true. Be your own advocate, request the test, find a doctor who will believe you. 
Find a doctor who will not brush you off and get your lab work in your physical hand so you can look at your own numbers. And what I saw was my numbers, even though they were, a lot of them weren't even flagged in the system, were way outside of the functional ranges of where they should be. Mm. And the interesting thing was, um, at the time, I was trying, I was still amidst the whole like, and this is this is not a, this is not a, um, a commentary on certain diets that people try. I don't want to say anything, but for me personally, I was trying the keto diet because I thought it was going to heal my hormones. So I was, I was moving. I was, I was a college student at the time. So I was walking around, I was really active and I was not eating any carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And what I learned now is that's pretty much a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. So the reason for this is a quick little science lesson. Your liver uses glucose to convert T3 into I'm sorry, T4 into T3, the active form of T3. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the steps in the thyroid cascade. When you don't have it, your body, especially if it's it's in a stress state, if you're basically anything less than vacation-like circumstances, Mm -hmm. really struggles to convert that into an active form for your thyroid to actually use in the body. Mm -hmm. So I was recovering from an eating disorder and I was not eating an entire macronutrient and I was active and I thought I was doing the right thing and it was just making everything worse. And, you know, it's so interesting to me because I think a lot of women will come to me and they'll say like, I feel like I'm doing everything right. And I have all these symptoms and I, and I'm going to say something like, (laughs) I feel like 80% of hormone and thyroid issues could be solved by feeding your body well and lowering stress. Mm -hmm. Really. I mean, like making sure you're eating enough, making sure you're eating a well-balanced diet and then just calming down, calming down the Mm over-exercising, you know, the, the obsessed, the obsessive thoughts over your body, calming down the the chronic stress of being a woman in this world. Like it's hard. And I just find that so many women hone in on the details of like, well, I tried this supplement and I'm thinking maybe that will work. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, are you fed? are you safe? Like, are you calm? You know, like those things that your stress levels are going to have way higher implications in the state of your thyroid, especially than a new supplement or a new diet could. So that's just my two cents, which is something I'm encountering a lot because the thyroid especially is very, very easily impacted by emotional stress. Um, so it's very common to get it after a traumatic experience or even a physically traumatic experience, like an eating disorder or pregnancy. It's very, it's very common for the thyroid to get really, messed up. Um, so yeah, you know, just, just calm down, eat enough and let that, like do that first. And then maybe we'll, you know, we'll talk about fine tuning things. I love that because I honestly, when I think back to when I was at my crazy over-exercising phase and not eating carbs for two years, welcome to my life. Yep. And recovering from that, like I had all of these symptoms and I granted I didn't have like hair loss or so I don't know if it was a thyroid issue. I never got tested from a thyroid perspective. Um, but I was constantly exhausted. I felt like I never had the energy I needed to be go, go, go. And as an actor, I was like, I need energy. Oh my God. Are you an actor? Yes, girl. I I was an actor growing up for like 18 years of my life. Oh my God. Of course. (laughs) No, no, no. You're fine. We'll have to talk about that too. I love that. Of course. Of course we have all the things in common, which is crazy. But yeah, like it was just such a crazy experience for me because I was like, I'm doing all the things that this program that I'm following is telling me to do. And the thing is, is like, and we've talked about this on on the podcast before you guys, but like, again, and this is something you have to be really mindful is like, listen with everything with a grain of salt and figure out what works for you. Because 
when there's any when you're ever being told that you shouldn't be eating a certain food group or that you should be exercising for two hours a day, you need to take a really good hard look at what you're doing because there's a reason that Jess just said that the number is one out of three women are dealing with thyroid issues and probably more are dealing with hormonal issues of some kind because I think a lot of it is self, self-induced, and I think I was probably living in that own space myself for a really long-ass time. So how how would you recommend or suggest, like, all of y'all out there, like, what would you say to, to them to be like, okay, like, yes, be safe, and yes, whatever, but, like, what are the, what are the I guess, trigger warnings, or what are, like, the, the, the red alerts that you see when it comes to like programs that you would not recommend and maybe not specific names, but like in terms of like, what are things that women should really make sure that if a program is saying to do this, like, don't do that. Like that's not healthy for your hormones. Okay. Okay. So here's, so I could go like, there's some broad ones, for example, like I'm not really a fan of anything that, that gives firm absolutes and what you should and should not ever eat. Mm -hmm. Even though there's like, I could tell you here are some foods that are more nourishing than those foods. Any any kind of program that establishes morality and food, like you're bad if you eat this or you're good if you eat that, is I'm not a fan at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's life. I don't is think that that's- from your um is is that largely because of your disordered eating background that you that, feel that way? Right. So mm-hmm. and that's and that's one of those things where that will establish food fear and that will establish I think an unhealthy relationship with food and can start the obsessive thoughts can start the restrictive te- like tendencies that will then spiral into more restriction, more over-exercising, right? Cause everything's kind of a spectrum. Yeah. So that's more of what I'm just not a fan of, but as far as a woman's health perspective, mm-hmm. I'm about to say something kind of bold. I don't, but I always do. So who the fuck cares? So <laughs> I don't, support any any kind of program that tells women to restrict their calories below 2000 calories while they're exercising. Mm. I don't it's not help it's really 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 not helpful and I'll stand by that. I know that's a very unpopular opinion considering the classic advice for women that we're told is that we're supposed to be eating around 1200 to 1500 calories mm. and then exercising every single day. Right. And I will tell you that for your hormone's sake, for your fertility's sake, for your thyroid's sake, it's genuinely better to eat a little bit more than really, really restrict because your body is more comfortable being assured that there is food, mm-hmm. right? Being assured that you are not in a famine, that you are not stressed out. So let's take, because most of us, let's give an example. An average woman has a lot of shit going on. They might be a mom. They might be running their own business. They might be, you know, running around all the time. They're not just living their whole life surrounded by, unless they're like a bodybuilder, just surrounded by their exercise and eating habits. Right. So they've got stress from here, stress from here, stress from, you know, they've got emotional stress, physical stress, all these things piling on the body. And then on top of that, they're under eating massively and then trying to go to the gym at least five times a week to lift weights and, or most likely there are cardio machines, yeah. <laughs> exactly running like forever because they're trying to be small. All of that stress is a recipe for disaster. And it is exactly the kind of formula that will get you into the doctor's office for hypothyroidism or hormone mm-hmm. imbalance. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, that's just, and that's, it's not a coincidence that women are seven to eight times more likely to get thyroid issues than men, because we live in a world where we're told to eat nothing. And we're told that we need to be small. And we're told all of these things that put all of this stress on us and make us think that, yep. make us think that eating 1500 calories and running 
every single day is normal and good for the body. And I'm going to tell you it's not. Yeah. And I 110% agree with you, Jess. Like from my own personal experience, I have found that to be the case. Like I spent years eating 1200 calories a day and working out twice a day, cardio, and then strength training every single day. And I was a complete mess. And now I eat anywhere from, I don't really count my calories, but I would imagine anywhere from 1800 to 2,500 calories right. a day of whole nutritious foods exactly. that are fueling exactly. my body. And yeah, exactly. like I work out because I love it and it makes my mental health clear and I feel strong as fuck when I do it. Um, but it's, I'm, my body is now being supported in the process. So what are some foods that you like, I know you said you had some healthy foods, but like the two that I know people hear 2000 calories and go, Oh great. So like I used to be of the mindset that that meant I could go and get like a a DQ blizzard and have Mm -hmm. a thousand five hundred of my calories like done for the day. And like, Oh, there we go. Like, so, Mm -hmm. so what would you recommend? Like, focusing uh, more towards and less mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. away from because I know obviously the the good and bad is not really necessarily a right. thing no, totally. and I totally believe the same thing but I also know that there are way more nutrient dense foods that totally. help your hormones really heal and balance and I know that's a big part of your your stuff too yeah absolutely so my basis of nutrition guidelines and my recommendations really revolve around getting the quality of food much more specifically than the quantity of food. So mm-hmm. for example, I'm a huge fan of pasteurized meats. Mm-hmm. It's very common now to think that being vegetarian is healthier. And I know where that comes from because we see documentaries like what the health and mm-hmm. we know about, you know, feedlot farming and it's horrible. You guys like literally it's shit. I really support that. We're like, going to have to talk about eating- this in one second. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, you should not be eating antibiotic pumped meat from animals that were like completely treated inhumanely. I just, I am so on the same page with that. However, it's not like it's either that or nothing. Right. And that, and that supporting local agriculture, being a part of bringing the food system back to our roots and supporting grass fed pasteurized animal that were mm-hmm. living in an environment that was humane and how they were designed to be. Not only is it better for the planet, not only is it better for the animal, but the nutrition content, when you compare that meat to antibiotic pumped burger meat, is completely different. Mm -hmm. And the reason why meats and animal proteins are important for me, for women, actually comes down to the mental health standpoint. So your brain needs an abundant amount of of amino acids in the right proportions and combinations to create the neurotransmitters that keep our anxiety under control, that keep our depression under control, that keep our brain happy and healthy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Basically. And so though everyone, you know, has a right to be vegetarian if they'd like, I'm a, I'm a big believer. And if you struggle with any mental health issues, anxiety, depression, OCD, um, really including pasture raised meats Mm -hmm. is going to really amplify your body's ability to make the neurotransmitters that it's probably been struggling to do so. Um, and it's incredibly helpful for our body. Incredibly helpful. We've got healthy fats. We've got protein Mm -hmm. as women, you know, we don't, probably eat enough protein or we're eating wrong sources of it. We're eating, you know, the cheapest meat that we can find. So pasture-raised meats is really critical. The second cornerstone, which has to do with this is I'm a big fan of cholesterol. So, which I know a lot of people are like, but let me tell you, here's the thing about cholesterol from pasture-raised sources, like pasture-raised egg yolks, grass-fed butter, Mm -hmm. your body as a woman makes a master hormone called pregnenolone. Okay. So this hormone is created in the body and it's created by cholesterol. So Mm -hmm. when we eat cholesterol, it's literally used in the body to make 
hormones. And if we don't have enough of it, we don't have enough to make progesterone, which right. is, you know, right, there's an estrogen and progesterone balance in your cycle. And low progesterone is a problem that is rampant among the nation of women. When you're low progesterone, you can struggle with things like anxiety, trouble sleeping, irritability, um, acne along your lower half of the jawline, um, just a lot of things that women struggle with, right? Like more women are anxious than men and more women struggle, struggle with sleeplessness than men. And it's just supporting your progesterone support is so important. Um, and cholesterol does that on top of being incredibly helpful for all the hormone production in your body. Mm. You're getting pasteurized meats, like I mentioned, but egg yolks, grass-fed butter. I'm a big fan or ghee if you're lactose intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. I love grass-fed ghee. And then another thing is making sure that you're getting enough carbs, as women, I don't think it's talked about enough. I Carbs agree. are so important. You guys, okay, so when you eat like a sweet potato, you're, you secrete amylase um, in your saliva, and it tells your brain, your pituitary gland, that you are fed and full. Mm. That, that, that enzyme literally tells your brain, oh, there's lots of food here. Mm-hmm. So when you go a lot of meals without having that, your pituitary gland kind of starts to think like, what the hell? You know, like we haven't been fed a lot. Like why aren't like – and then – there that 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 issue happens where it doesn't feel fed, it doesn't feel safe, and then you've got thyroid issues because it's downregulating your metabolism, and all of these things happen. And carbs are important for fertility; they're important mm. for hormonal balance; they're important for our sanity, for our mental health. My favorite sources of carbs are whole food sources from starchy veggies. Mm. I'm a big fan. Um, if you choose to have grains, I really suggest sprouting them to make sure that you get rid of the like phytic acid and the, and the anti-nutrients that are in there. That can really interfere with some people's digestion. So if you experience anything like leaky gut or IBS, I would say stick to the starchy veggies and then experiment. How would you know what that looks like? Because I know I've suffered with, with chronic IBS and healed that, but like for someone who's mm-hmm. never, who doesn't maybe know what that even looks like from a symptom perspective, what would, totally. you, what would that look like? Totally. So basically if you have any kind of digestive distress, if you have bloating after meals, if you mm-hmm. have gas, if you have anything less than perfect, soft, fully formed poops, right? So if you're constipated or you've got loose stools or you have chronic diarrhea, you've got, you know, bloating and gas after meals, you've got indigestion, even heartburn, that could be a stomach acid issue. Um, then you've got some gut things work like that you need to work out. And I just find that starchy veggies like sweet potatoes and um, taro root and uh, yuca, they're softer on the, on the mm-hmm. digestive tract. Um, especially compared to grains and they don't have the anti-nutrient capacity like grains do. So I just find that it's safer. And then you can kind of experiment with getting into sprouted grains um, mm-hmm. and see how they do with your digestive system. But making sure that you're not having anything that's offending your gut is like massively important. And big parts of that, right. Um, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure that like simple ca- carbohydrates, like, you know, wonder bread or, mm-hmm. you know, any of the more processed carbohydrate side of things can really mess up the microbiome in your gut, which I know is a oh, huge, yeah. huge part of that. So I know, I know we're trying not to like, say like, don't eat these foods, but you're saying move towards the starchy veggies. Like, are there any more grain, like carb, like typical quote unquote carbohydrates that most people would think of, you know, that are more supportive of the digestive system than others. Oh, you mean like what? Okay. Yeah. So naturally gluten-free grains, like I love oatmeal. I get like sprouted oatmeal. That's phenomenal. It's also fantastic if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. It really supports breast production. Um, I know quinoa is technically a seed, so it's naturally gluten-free. A lot of people love that. Amaranth, 
any basically any of the ancient grains. Mm, okay. So there's an entire list. So ancient grains are like fantastic. Barley and farro and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. So um, and you want to make sure that you're getting organic grains to make sure that the the, the crop wasn't tampered with. That's really important. Um, it's one of the reasons why I don't know if you know this, but like if you go to Europe, a lot of people that can't have mm-hmm. gluten in America can totally have gluten there, and it's because yep. the crop is completely different. So when you're getting any wheat product in America, it's really tricky. And I don't even, that's why one of the reasons why I say grains are tricky, it's not even because I demonize them, but because in this country, it just, they, they're different. They, yeah. they're, they're different than in other countries. They're different than what they used to be. So making sure it's organic, making sure it's from a source that you can trust that hasn't been tampered with, especially with pesticides is really important. And that's important for all your food, but grains particularly, you want to pay attention to that. So absolutely. Cool. Love that. That's so helpful. Cause I know, I know it's so easy to feel like there's all of these, like, do this, don't do that, do this, Mm -hmm. don't do that. But it's never like, how do you support your health? Like, how do I Mm -hmm. fuel my body with foods so that I am literally allowing it to function at its peak? And these are really important things that you guys can implement right away. So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing those specific ones and and start, yeah, start adding that in. So, okay, something else I want to talk to you about, and then we need to get back to the acting thing because I do want to talk to you about that for a hot <laughs> second. Um, but in terms of like your social media, I know something you love talking about is something you do called Taboo Tuesday, where you yeah. hop in every Tuesday and share something like taboo that people don't want to talk about. So what, first of all, what inspired you to do that? And and has this always been something you are just kind of like into and talking about on your own self? Or Yeah. So, okay. So Fun fact about Jess, I have always been the person that brings shit up that nobody really <laughs> talks about. Too. So I've always been completely an unfiltered human being. Yep. However, Tap Tuesdays was not planned. So what happened was I did a post about orgasms and I did a post about how how long it can take women to orgasm. It can actually be a reflection of your estrogen and progesterone imbalance. So basically, mm. progesterone is really necessary for making us orgasm. It's really, really important. And so when you are low in progesterone, a lot of women can find that in the second half of their cycle, they'll struggle orgasming as fast um, because they don't have sufficient progesterone. So I mentioned this because, you know, that's also a lot of women can get insecure either that they don't come enough or that they're not fast enough or that they take really long. And so it's one of those things where like, we should never be ashamed talking about these things. We should never be ashamed. And there's, there's individual differences. And no matter how long it takes for you to finish, it don't matter because there's no shame. Like it really doesn't matter. And if you have a partner that makes you feel shame, you got to buy Felicia so quick. That's what I said. Yeah. But we can't talk about these things as far as health. Like nobody would have known that this could be something that you, you know, if you're having trouble finishing, that's definitely something that you want to consider getting tested for. If you're really chronically having an issue, let's get your progesterone tested. But nobody mm. would bring that up. Like rarely would people admit that at the doctor's office. And then look at that. Like nobody's talked about it. Nobody's gotten tested for it. So when I did that, every like literally all of my followers were like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this and bringing this to our attention. And I just saw, wow, like I didn't expect everyone to respond so well to this. I think yeah. partly because I do this every day. Like I talk about this shit on the reg. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. So I forget that there's like some people don't have a Jess in their life talking Mm -hmm. about these things. 
And so I just thought, you know what? Like, I think that there's just an abundance of things that women feel shame about. Hello, I, there's like a million. So I'm just going to make this a regular thing. Like, let's talk about this in the terms of health, in terms of body image. So then I, I did one about the way our vaginas smell and how that's related to our health. Yeah. And, you know, Wait, things like hold the phone because yeah. you have to talk to me about this because I love it. <laughs> like, oh, there's, I just need to like honor you for a second because as a woman and as someone who is constantly trying to perpetuate like real talk and just talking about the shit that you don't want to talk about, like that's why I started this podcast in the whole fucking first place because there are not enough women doing it. And I wanted to bring on amazing women like you who are not afraid to just say it as it is or share their opinions, whether you agree or not, um, Mm -hmm. with the world. And so I just need to honor you for being like that and, and and being willing, not just being that way, but being willing to share that because that is vulnerable. And what, even if you're comfortable sharing those things, like within friends, it's still vulnerable and scary. And, and you're like, I don't know how people are going to respond to this, but here we go. So first of all, just fucking kudos. I'm so dang Amanda, proud. Amanda, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Tara. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, but you. second of all, okay, wait. So in terms of your orgasms and stuff, you're saying it, it could be an indication of lower progesterone. So obviously you're saying get tested from a blood test perspective. Question. Right. So you could go get, you can actually go to your you get it. Insurance is dumb. So you could probably go into your endocrinologist. It's just so complicated these days. You go to your endocrinologist and just say, Hey, look, like I really want to make sure my estrogen and progesterone balance is prime. Now, when you get tested, my biggest tip for you is don't necessarily just let them tell you what it is. Cause that's mm-hmm. what most doctors will do. Request a copy, which you are in your full rights to do. So it doesn't cost any money, get it in your hands and then look up functional ranges for that hormone, progesterone, estrogen, whatever for your age group and look those up and then compare. Mm -hmm. That's important because most doctors will use disease state ranges, which are way Mm -hmm. wider and they don't, they're only flagged if something's very, 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 very wrong. And I'm not concerned as I'm concerned with what, when, where you're thriving, right? So you could not get flagged and be told you're fine, but your numbers are still not where they should be. And that's Mm -hmm. not what they're really concerned about. So Unless, you know, you find a doctor you trust, that's fine. But most doctors, I find that they practice in this way. So um, get your results in your hands and compare them to functional ranges. So that's pretty much my best advice there. And also know that, you know, orgasms and sex can be a very taboo Mm -hmm. topic, but they can be very revealing about Mm -hmm. what's going on in your endocrine system and even what's going on in your emotions. You know, there's just a lot of stuff. You've used the word endocrine and endocrinologist, and I know what this is, but for yeah. anyone who's listening who doesn't know, because I know a couple of years ago, I was like, the fuck is an eng- endocrine yeah. system? What exactly is that? I know that's a huge part of your So, system. yeah. So, oh, I just hit myself on the desk. So, basically, I guess you're <laughs> Are you okay? Obviously. <laughs> so, it's basically, it's basically all, this, all, this, all the organs in the system of your body that's involved in hormone production. So, you've got your hypothalamus and your, your HPA axis is in there. So, you know, I don't know if you've talked about this before, but the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland. Um, okay. So yeah, so you've basically got your thyroid and, um, your ovaries and your uterus and your adrenals and, um, a lot of the parts of your brain that send the hormone signaling. Mm. So when I say endocrine system, it's everything involved in hormone production, right? Which is a huge ass part of your body. (laughs) Right. So exactly. And for women, it's kind of the thing. 
Mm -hmm. to focus you know it's it's kind of the thing it's basically women's health i think because it's our endocrine system right so Mm -hmm. and it's super important to our health as a woman so that's what that is Mm -hmm. sorry cool well no 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 (laughs) i just know that i had no idea what it was Mm -hmm. so i wanted to make sure everyone listening did so in terms of the the orgasm stuff and if you get your treasures without results back and you're like, oh fuck, this is not within the functional range. What can you do to support it in different ways? Obviously, I know we've talked nutrition, but are there other things that can help with that? So your estrogen and progesterone balance are really important. So just to give you a quick breakdown, in your cycle, you've got your follicular phase, which is the first phase, and then your luteal phase. It's broken into two phases. And then it's it's split by ovulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your first phase, your follicular phase, you should be estrogen dominant, okay? And then in your second phase, you should be progesterone dominant. So they take turns depending on the phase. Um, the problem is a lot of women these days are something called estrogen dominant in general, and they're mm-hmm. just estrogen dominant throughout their entire cycle. And it's for two main causes. One is too much estrogen. And then two is insufficient progesterone to balance out the estrogen. Now we can have a lot of estrogen for a lot of reasons. It can be caused by mainly there's xenoestrogens in the environment, you know, from products that we use when we're not using non-toxic safe products, they're in the products mm-hmm. we use, they're in they're in our Tupperwares, they're in the environment, they're kind of everywhere, which is one of the reasons why switching to natural products is really, really important. Mm. Um, It's also caused by an insufficient like liver working, like detoxification. So when you, your liver is crazy important for hormones because it detoxes them. So when you are in your first phase and you're estrogen dominant, you, your liver takes that used estrogen and then it puts it in your gut and then you're supposed to poop it out and then it's gone. <laughs> right. You're all good. The problem is if you're constipated, this is why, you know, digestion and liver are so important. So for hormones. important. Yeah. If your liver is sluggish because you drink a lot or you eat a lot of sugar mm. um, and it can make the, these things sluggish or you take medications that slow down the liver, things mm-hmm. like this, then you're not detoxing the estrogen and, or if your digestion isn't working properly, if you're chronically constipated, things Mm -hmm. like that, then you're not pooping it out. And then it's just getting reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. So you literally have used estrogen Mm. reabsorbed back into the bloodstream, causing your estrogen levels to just skyrocket. There's just too much floating around. And then considering most women are progesterone insufficient because the number one cause of low progesterone is stress. And women are just hella stressed out all the fucking time. So we have no progesterone and we have high estrogen. And so we're out of balance, you know, like we're just, and then we'll experience things like really horrible periods. If you have bad PMS, chances are you're partly estrogen dominant. Mm. We're really moody. We have a lot of mood swings. We're sad. We feel like we could cry any second. If you experience shit like that, don't let any dummy tell you it's just because you're a woman, okay? Or just because you're on your period. No. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's really interfering with your life, that there's then there's an imbalance that needs to be addressed. So, um, I don't even know how we started talking. I started talking no, no, no. about this. We were, but- well, because I think – I so agree with you because I think, like I, – I mean, I've been on the pill for – and we've talked about this before on the podcast and everyone knows that I'm going off the pill, but I've been on the pill for 12 fucking years because when I was 15, my doctor was like, Hey, let's deal with your pain and your irregular menstrual cycles. And you're, you know, every time you ovulate, you're in this much pain. Cool. Like we'll just put you on the pill. And Mm. don't get me wrong. Like, I think there is a 
time and place for the pill. And for where I'm at in my life right now, um, it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm going with an alternative route because I'm not ready to have a baby, but I'm also not okay with pumping synthetic hormones into my body anymore because I know the negative effects. But I'm just like, I think it's so, I think the biggest thing that Jess has said, you guys, is be your own advocate. You know, if you're feeling frustrated and, and, and like your body is not functioning at its peak and it's, and you're doing all the things that you think you should be doing and still nothing is working. Maybe it's time to see your doctor and and say, this is what I want you to test me for. Because so often I don't think that we are really like being given the kind of service and maybe this is taboo, but you know, like half the time I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is what I'm feeling. I want you to do this. And otherwise it wouldn't have come back. Otherwise I wouldn't have known. And unless you have a doctor who you are on the same pages and like advocating your shit out of and just really, really, really supporting you from the inside out, like it's, it's tough. So you have to be your own advocate. Oh yeah. And you're right. You're right. in saying that is taboo. And it's something I'm very passionate about because I, you have to understand that the doc, like we have, we put doctors on a pedestal because we think that they should know everything and that we should, we just take what they say completely. And you have to understand that, you know, the medical system where they learned and where they went to school, like it's not necessarily what you think. And they are so important in the medical system, but they are not the end all be all. They are. And what they're trained for is disease care and they're fantastic at it. But when it comes to prevention, when it comes to balancing, when it comes to root cause medicine, where you're saying, Hey, I have this problem. Let's get to the root cause. That's like literally I'm not even, this isn't even a, a, this is like, I'm looking at medical school curriculum and that's not what's in there. Like that's Mm -hmm. not what their specialty is. And so going to your doctor and expecting them to have your back like that Mm -hmm. is not in their job description. And so you have to be your own advocate. Like you have to take responsibility if you want to get things done. Um, and I just, it is taboo and and, and it's really, because people get really passionate about they're either anti-Western medicine, or they're only for Western medicine. And my philosophy is all medicine is medicine, but everything has a place. And so you can't, you can't put like, if my arm gets cut off, I'm not like, where are my essential oils? You know, like I need to go to the doctor. Like I'm going to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) But if I have a hormone imbalance and I go to my my endocrinologist, chances are, they're not going to tell me, oh, it's your diet, blah, 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 blah. They're going to put me on the pill. And so you have to understand that all medicine is medicine, but you have to know that you have to be your advocate for that um, and get involved in, in the stake of your own health, I think. I love that distinguishing. So thank you for that because that's so huge and I could not agree with you more. Okay. So for everyone who's listening, obviously you shared some tools and tricks to kind of make the step forward of, of getting closer to better hormone health overall. But if you could say like, make these three or five shifts today that are accessible, that they could just change on the drop of a hat, like what would you recommend to be able to support your hormone health? Okay. Yes. That's fantastic. So everyone's different, obviously, but the, some of the foundations for having robust hormone health, number one, number one, number one is lower your stress levels. So meditate, go to therapy, you know, like feel what you need to feel, get those emotions and that chronic stress, the emotional stress, not taken care of, but work through it. Like Mm -hmm. make that a priority. Stop putting your mind and your emotions on the back burner, because that is a major contributor to the health of your hormones and your entire body and your quality of life. So lowering stress is critical. 
um, for your mental health, but it's actually legitimately important for any kind of fertility, any kind of progesterone. So, you know, so it's just, it's really important. So that's number one. Um, if you could do nothing else, but manage your stress, that would actually be fantastic. Number two is to make sure that your blood sugar is stable. Um, a lot of us have blood sugar issues and we don't even know it. And that's really, really, really stressful on the liver and the adrenals. And when the adrenals start to give out your adrenals, your thyroid and your ovaries, are in this like little triad stool. So if one of them starts to go out, both of them start to, all of them start to topple basically. Mm. So basically what you want to make sure you're doing is eating regular meals. Don't be skipping meals, getting good sleep, because if you are sleep deprived, you've been, it's been clinically shown that you are processing blood sugar at the rate of a diabetic which is a crazy study. Um, I actually learned that in college and I never forgot that. I was like, oh my God. So eating regular meals with protein, fat, and carbohydrates, uh, preferably like a complex source of carbohydrate, and you're not going too long without eating and you're sleeping well and you're drinking water, things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. like balance your blood sugar um, and know that stress can actually affect blood sugar. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. think that if, oh, I have a blood sugar issue, I'll just make sure I eat regularly. Your sleep and stress are just as important for managing your blood sugar than what you're eating and how often you're eating. Um, So that's really, really important. And then my third one is going to be gut health. So it's very easy when we talk about hormones to to think like that's outside of your gut, but your gut really is the pinnacle of health in general. And if you don't have a robust microbiome and healthy (laughs) bowel movements, you're not secreting, like I mentioned, you're not secreting your used hormones, and then they're getting reabsorbed back into the body, creating imbalances in your blood. So you want to make sure that you're excreting well, that you are, you're eating probiotics, that you're eating a lot of starchy veggies to feed those probiotics, you're eating some prebiotic foods like Jerusalem artichokes and leeks and things like that. And I have all this just so your readers know on my blog. Yeah. And I'll link it to that too. Yeah. My blog posts are legit like term papers. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) They're so freaking long, but I do that on purpose just so that you have all the information that you Mm -hmm. need to figure out what's best for your body. Um, so yeah, that basically is stress blood sugar and gut health are the three foundations to making sure that your hormones are balanced. And I have specifics in all my blog posts on every single one of them. If you need help, love, love, love. Yeah. Yeah. I will definitely link those in the show notes for you guys. Amazing. All right. We're going to do some fun questions to end the shit out. You ready? Okay. So going back to the theater thing, what is your favorite show you've ever done and why? Oh my God. I have this question already ready. Okay. So I did anything goes. Do you know that show? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay, So I was Reno and it was so fun for any of you who don't know. She's like the lead, but she's a very sassy, saucy, provocative. Mm -hmm. She's just fan. She's like what I want to be forever. Basically. Like she's just (laughs) like, she's just really sassy and she's really fun. And it was just the most fun I've ever had playing a role in my entire life. Um, yeah, it was just fantastic. I love that show. I -hmm. love that character and I love dancing. So -hmm. it's a very dance heavy show. I grew up as a dancer. Um, and I got to wear a wig. So obviously it was my fave. What color was your wig? (laughs) I was a blonde, which if you don't know what I look like, I am not a blonde. I am not a blonde. I'm like Arabic and Italian. So if I was a platinum blonde, it would look weird. So I was oh a, but I had a Marilyn Monroe wig. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I went to the red lip thing and it was just a blast. I loved it. I love that. I played a blonde a couple of years ago and she was like 
a ditzy blonde too, which yeah. is very different than roles I usually play. And so I had so much fun with her and my wig was giant. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So fun. I think acting can be so, so incredible. I did film and theater and theater's just so, there's something, the adrenaline that you get in theater of being in a live audience is just unparalleled. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's the bomb.com. I love that you have a background in theater too. That makes my heart so happy. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. If you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask? Oh, shit. That's such a good question. Uh, um, Oh, my God. Damn it. I wish I could have been prepared for this. I feel like every (laughs) I've been asked at parties and I'm always like, okay. It doesn't have to be serious. Um, I know. I think... Shit, okay. Actually, I do. I do know this. I think I would want to know... Fuck. (laughs) I'm literally struggling so hard because I put so much pressure on myself to answer this. Don't put pressure. It's just chill. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I have it. I have it. I think I would want to know if I had one answer to a question. I would want to know what it would be like to be in space. Is that okay? Ooh, love that. That's not even even an answer because it's not like someone tells me. I'm like, what do you want to know? I want to know what it would be like to be in space. Put me in space. But you would want to feel like. I want to feel like what it's like Mm. to be in space. Like I want to feel like, like I just wonder, I've always been fascinated with space and what Mm. it would be like to be completely without gravity, mainly because I kind of want to fly. Me too. Next best thing. Like, can I just be without gravity? Um, so that's what I want to know. I feel like I'm sure there is out there like stimulations, but I just would love to know what it would be like to be without gravity and yeah. like, what would it be like in space. Yeah. Oh, have you ever that. gone skydiving before? Nope. Are but that's gonna? like the ultimate, that's like ultimate gravity. What the hell? <laughs> you're you're dropping to me. <laughs> like that's literally the worst. That's the opposite of what I want. Yeah. I want to. Well, but when you're floating, maybe it feels like that a little when I, I did indoor sky diving like a oh, okay. six months ago for my husband's birthday okay. and it you felt like you were floating you know yeah. it was so cool because it's totally different you don't get the falling sensation because you have this wind coming up from underneath you so you're essentially like <laughs> doing a weird back bend in the air I love it I love it <laughs> I need to do that I need to do more cool shit like that honestly it's I fun. used to be a scaredy cat I never used to do stuff and now I'm like oh. I want to do all this stuff so let's right. do it. I love it. All right. Last question. Um, if you could go anywhere in the world right now and snap your fingers, where would it go? Hawaii. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That's not even, yeah, easy. My, my fiance and I's favorite place in the entire world is Hawaii. And we want to live there actually. It's like, it's like a pipe dream, but we've, we've, I want to live there forever. It's, I'm a big mermaid. I love the ocean. <laughs> I love the sea. I feel mm-hmm. like a different human when the like I'm so, so, sound so dumb. I feel like I feel like a different person when the ocean water hits my skin. Like mm-hmm. I legit just feel grounded and peaceful. And I would love to live in Hawaii. There's just nothing like it. There's a reason everyone loves it. It's fantastic. I, know. I just went for the first time and I loved it so much. <gasps> Wait, when did you go? Yeah, I went in February, and I was in Oahu. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's life changing, and I think. Yeah. Love that. 
All right. And look, okay, I lied. This is actually the last question. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it, yeah, what does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? Um, to be very honest, I think. Um, mm. I think I, I think too many women grow up filtering who they are and filtering their life because of societal standards or because, you know, family roles, whatever the fuck, you know, you have, everyone has their shit. Um, but I think that women are too filtered and we're taught to be that way. And I think living your fuck less, fuck yes life just means leaning into honesty about who you are, about what you want and letting that really be an evident ruler of your life. I think, um, I didn't used to be this way, which a lot of people are surprised. I didn't used to be so unfiltered and so like, but I am this way because I used to be so controlling over myself when I was growing up, um, that I never thought I could experience the freedom, like the Mm. unbridled freedom of just leaning into your authenticity and just saying what's on your mind and not being afraid. And, and I just think that that to me is what living a fuck yes life is. It's just being honest with yourself with others yeah so I love that <laughs> like preaching to the, I love that I could not have said it better myself <laughs> Woo! girl oh my gosh you're so amazing and I know that <laughs> all of you guys listening are like uh how do I get some more Jess in my life so where can our listeners connect with you on the webs okay so you can find me on Instagram, my handle is at Holy Healed, and it's not whole like a hole in the wall. It's like a whole pie. So W H O L L Y Healed, and then the same for my website. It's HolyHealed.com. Love it. Definitely go give her a follow. Say hey. Thank her for all of the knowledge bombs. Yeah, new like friends. Science meets that. sass over here. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, I never have heard that. Science meets sass. That's 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 me. You should create a T-shirt. Oh my god, yes, I love it. <laughs> I'd be so into it. I'll get you (laughs) one and I'll get me one and we'll just rock them. Yes, I'll rock it. I I will. Love it. it. Oh my gosh. You are the best. Thank you so much for coming on. We will definitely have to have you on in the future and have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks, Amanda. I'll talk to you later. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Jess, for coming on the pod and for all of the show notes and everything we talked about in today's episode, head on over to amandacatherineloy.com slash podcast slash 15. And if you loved this episode and it helped you have a light bulb moment or you went, oh shit, yeah, I need to start doing this for my hormones or you know somebody who is struggling with their hormones or with their health, make sure you pass this along um, and say, if, say thank you to Jess on Instagram. She's always hanging out there. Um, so shoot her a DM and say thank you so much for being on the pod and and share this episode. And if you really, really loved it and you've been listening for a long time, I would really appreciate you guys, any reviews that you guys could possibly put on iTunes. It means the absolute freaking world to me. Every time I see a new one pop up, it's like Christmas all over again. Um, and it just, it means the world. It really helps the, the podcast get to more faces. And you guys, we've like grown in community so much. If you're not in our Facebook community, hop on over there. We are having so many awesome conversations all the time. And a lot of our guests that are on the show are also in the community. So whenever there's episodes that come out, they love to answer questions and are a part of the community as well because we are growing. We are all about women empowerment and all about helping each other 
really navigate and and handle the BS that we're handling in life and dealing with in life. And 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 that's what we do together. We are there for one another. We're there to support each other and and give all these incredible tools. So also really fun updates. And I'm going to be doing some in the next um, in the next month. I'm going to be doing some special uh, videos and like free challenges in there. Um, so make sure you hop in. Um, I really just want to serve you guys as best as I possibly can. And that is where the magic happens. So if you're not in there, already hop in, pass on a review, just share the love and come say hello on Instagram. And I will talk to you guys next week. See you on the flip side. 